Section six of A Color Notation by Albert Henry Munsell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Avai in April two thousand seventeen. Appendix to Chapter three. False color balance. There is a widely accepted error that red, yellow, and blue are primary although Brewster's theory was long ago dropped when the elements of color vision proved to be red, green, and violet-blue. The late Professor Rood called attention to this in chapters 8 and 9 of his book Modern Chromatics, which appeared in 1879. Yet we find it very generally taught in school. Nor does the harm end there, for placing red, yellow, and blue equidistant in a circle, with orange, green, and purple as intermediates, the teacher goes on to state that opposite hues are complementary. Red is thus made the complement of green, yellow is thus made the complement of purple, and blue is thus made the complement of orange. Unfortunately, each of these statements is wrong, and if tested by the mixture of colored lights, or with Maxwell's rotating discs, their falsity is evident. There can be no doubt that green is not the complement of red, nor purple of yellow, nor orange of blue, for neither one of these pairs unites as it should in a balanced neutrality, and a total test of the circle gives great excess of orange, showing that red and yellow usurp too great a portion of the circumference. Starting from a false basis, the Brewster theory can only lead to unbalanced and inharmonious effects of color. The fundamental color sensations are red, green, and violet-blue. Red has for its true complement blue-green, green has for its true complement red-purple, and violet-blue has for its true complement yellow, all of the hues in the right-hand column being compound sensations. The sensation of green is not due to a mixture of yellow and blue, as the absorptive action of pigments might lead one to think. Green is fundamental, and not made by mixing any hues of the spectrum, while yellow is not fundamental, but caused by the mingled sensations of red and green. This is easily proved by a controlled spectrum, for all yellow-reds, yellows, and green-yellows can be matched by certain proportions of red and green light. All blue-greens, blues, and purple-blues can be obtained by the union of green and violet light, while purple-blue, purple, and red-purple result from the union of violet and red light. But there is no point where a mixture gives red, green, or violet-blue. They are the true primaries, whose mixtures produce all other hues. Studio and schoolroom practice still cling to the discredited theory, claiming that, if it fails to describe our color sensations, yet it may be called practically true of pigments, because a red, yellow, and blue pigment suffice to imitate most natural colors. This discrepancy between pigment mixture and retinal mixture becomes clear as soon as one learns the physical makeup and behavior of paints. Spectral analysis shows 
that no pigment is a pure example of the dominant hue which it sends to the eye take for example the very chromatic pigments representing red and green such as vermilion and emerald green if each emitted a single pure hue free from trace of any other hue then their mixture would appear yellow as when spectral red and green unite but instead of yellow their mixture produces a warm grey called brown or dull salmon and this is to be inferred from their spectra where it is seen that vermilion emits some green and purple as well as its dominant colour while the green also sends some blue and red light to the eye thus stray hues from other parts of the spectrum tend to neutralize the yellow sensation which would be strong if each of the pigments were pure in the spectral sense pigment absorption affects all palette mixtures and failing to obtain a satisfactory yellow by mixture of red and green painters use original yellow pigments such as aureolin cadmium and lead chromate each of them also impure but giving a dominant sensation of yellow did the eye discriminate as does the ear when it analyzes the separate tones of a chord then we should recognize that yellow pigments emit both red and green rays white light dispersed into a colored band by one prism may have the process reversed by a second prism so that the eye sees again only white light but this would not be so did not the balance of red green and violet blue sensations remain undisturbed all our ideas of color harmony are based upon this fundamental relation and if pigments are to render harmonious effects we must learn to control their impurities so as to preserve a balance of red green and violet blue otherwise the excessive chroma and value of red and yellow pigments so overwhelm the lesser degrees of green and blue pigments that no balance is possible and the colorist of fine perception must reject not alone the theoretical but also the practical outcome of a red yellow blue theory some of the points raised in this discussion are rather subtle for students and may well be left until they arise in a study of optics but the teacher should grasp them clearly so as not to be led into false statements about primary and complementary hues end of section six